We all know the legal world is complex and high pressured. There's no room for error. That's why judges and attorneys across Chicagoland have trusted the expert court reporters at McCorkle Litigation Services since 1948. McCorkle Litigation Services has accurately recorded every word from thousands of legal proceedings. McCorkle Litigation Services provides the legal community with peace of mind, transcribing testimony and depositions that can be used reliably by jurors, judges, and attorneys. For all of your legal support needs, contact McCorkle Litigation Services online at McCorkleLitigation.com. Welcome back to Legal Faceoff. Rich Lenkoff, Tina Martini, Sam Paniotovich. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also rate, review, and listen to the show wherever you consume your podcast. I'm just going to read the title of this article in the Detroit Free Press. Michigan attorney sworn in by judge who sent him to prison 20 years ago. We have this gentleman on the line right now, Bob Van Summeren. Bob, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. So, Bob, we'd like to set the stage for our listeners. So, back in 1999, you were convicted in Hillsdale County, Michigan, in connection with robbing a gas station and an unarmed bank robbery. You were sentenced to 70 to 240 months in prison, and you were released from prison back in 2005. Since that time, by every measure, you've turned your life around. In addition to having a wife and two young children, you went on to get your bachelor's and master's degrees in the humanities, and you are also a recent law school graduate of Wayne State University. So I'm sure our listeners would love to hear why, after your difficult experience with the legal system, you decided that you wanted to become a lawyer. Well, you know, it... uh my involvement with the criminal justice system, it made a profound stamp on me. I, I, uh, I was impressed by some of the lawyers I met, some of the lawyers uh, I was not impressed with, but they also kind of serve as their own example. But, uh, you know, going through the, the process, I, 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 I never really, uh, even going through prison and all of that as a young man, I mean, those were formative years for me between the age of 19 and, and 25. I never really kind of uh, developed a resentment toward the system, you know, the, the way that a lot of people do. I, I kind of understood that, that what was happening to me was a result of my choices. And, you know, and uh, that, in fact, during my time, I sort of welcomed the opportunity to pay my debt. And uh, it, it, I thought that once I was released, it would kind of, I, I would have paid my debt. I didn't know about the collateral consequences that would follow. Anyway, I, so I think my interest in becoming a lawyer was kind of formed by what followed prison, you know, facing the collateral consequences, seeing the kind of obstacles that people face. I Early on, I kind of realized I was fortunate and that I had some help. But... Um, yeah, I guess I guess I part of part of going to law school and wanting to be a lawyer was to be literate in the the workings of the system, you know, to understand law and policy. What were some of the takeaways that you accomplished from being incarcerated that you think um, are enabling you to succeed in the law today? Is there anything that in particular you felt was impactful while uh, incarcerated that? is assisting you in your work today? Yeah, a couple of things stick with me from those experiences that, you know, I'm a, a, a 40-year-old white male. I, can't, I come from kind of a rural place. And in, in, in prison, I met just people from all different walks of life, people I, w- I wouldn't have ordinarily known. Now, granted, these are a lot of, you know, 
a lot of troublemakers in prison, but I, I also got to hear people's stories. And so some, some of the thinking that allowed me to go into prison in the first place, you know, and commit the crimes I did was this kind of sense of entitlement, you know, that, that I had been treated unfairly, that I was owed something. Once I started meeting some of the people in prison, especially some guys from Detroit who just had, had real tough lives, it, uh, it, it just started to make me appreciate some of the good fortune, even in spite of being in prison, that I, I do enjoy. And another thing, though, that I, I take from prison in my life is uh, kind of the stigma of having, having a criminal record. It's, it's, it, it keeps me humble, and it also informs me, I think. It, it, I don't know if any other groups would feel that I can relate to them, but I, can, I feel I can relate to some people who, who walk around with various types of stigma. It, it's funny that I, part, part of, I had been researching the character and fitness process for about, since about 2009, and so I started to understand it very well. What appealed to me was, at least in front of a panel of lawyers, I'll have a shot to, to you know, kind of present my case uh, and, and make the case that I do have moral character and mental fitness necessary to practice law. But I could not go out today and probably get a job at 7-Eleven, you know, and I probably couldn't rent an apartment because I would just be outright banned by the box. So carrying that stigma with me, I, th- I think I've done all right. I've accomplished what I wanted to do. I, I have a g- great job. It looks like my career is going to be a okay. But, uh, I think the thing I carry with me, and I, I don't, I don't know if I treasure it, but I, I do value it, is, is the stigma, and it, it allows me to relate. I don't know if that answers your question, but it does absolutely. Yeah. So, so Bob, as Sam mentioned a few minutes ago, you were sworn in last November by the same judge who convicted you 20 years ago. What did that feel like? Well, by the way, I think the judge told the attendees that they could go ahead and applaud, which is an unusual thing for a swearing in. Yeah, and he he didn't he didn't remember me. I you know it's really funny for you know it, going going through what I went to. I, I wouldn't say I had a bad attitude. One of the papers quoted me saying I hated prosecutors. That was that was I didn't I didn't say that. I just I I was even going through law school. You know I was I was a little bit unsure of how to interact with some of these people because I just I I felt like I carried the stamp. You know the, the convicted person. And uh, so going back to the judge had a lot more meaning for me, I think, than him. He he didn't remember me. And I told him the story, and he just, he said, I don't, he said, I'm sorry, I don't remember. And uh, But he, he agreed to do it and, you know, to do the swearing in. And, you know, he, he was very kind to my children and welcoming of my family. But uh, it it was kind of just anticlimactic, you know, just it... Uh, it was over, and and that was it. It's not everybody gets to enjoy these kinds of turning of the pages, you know, of the chapters of their life. But for me, to, to end up almost within a month, almost twenty, you know, about yeah, about twenty, twenty-one years to the day, uh, in front of the same judge. I mean, that was just it was incredible, you know. And then it was over. Bob, tell us about the work you're doing today, and in particular, the work you're doing with an organization that you founded to help with prisoners re-entering the population after being incarcerated? Well, the, the, the group I started is uh, Jackson Transitions in Jackson. We're, we're, we're not even an incorporated nonprofit. We're a group of people who kind of come together, and the, the goal that we had was to make sure that everybody uh, sentenced from our county of Jackson, Michigan, was getting uh, a newsletter of a certain type, though. I Part of what part of what was helpful to me in prison was I, I really feel I kind of came of age 
reading the classics and kind of exposing myself to literature and philosophy. And so in in what we produce, we have tried to expose people to that, this sort of critical thinking. There's a lot of religious literature that goes into into prisons, but I, I tried to offer a different voice. Anyway, so we, we operate this newsletter and we try to help people as they reach out to us and, you know, send send Christmas presents to some some you know, kids or prisoners if we find them. We do this kind of work. Um, and it's it's been fulfilling and it's it's been a way of trying to distill some of what I learned and just pass it on. It's a tremendous story. It's an amazing journey, Bob Van Summer, and thank you for sharing and good luck with whatever's next. Well thank you very much and thank you for helping me tell my story.